This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am your host, Brian Miller, in studio. With me this week, once again, from across the pond, you guys know him and love him, Mr. Usuf Wally. How's it going, brother? I am good. Thank you so much, um, Brian, for that lovely intro. I'm really excited to uh, talk some more um, Star Wars, man. And um, I love it. I love it. No matter what happens, even if it's... 3.30 in the morning over here, don't care, <laughs> but want to talk some Star Wars. The, a lot has been happening, and um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I wasn't available last weekend, but we always want to keep some content coming out. Star Wars is the bread and butter, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, like, like I said when the podcast first came back, uh, when, when I took that hiatus, I'm, I'm glad to be back on the mic because... This is a this is a big stress relief for me, and I actually, right now, I don't know, nobody really knows this, but uh, going through a very stressful point in my life right now, and and Usuf, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's right. it's this is a good outlet for me, and and now that I've actually got my own studio that I can sit down and and make my content and sit here and work on the website, which we'll talk about here in a couple minutes, and 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 put all this together for everybody. I absolutely love this. When I get home from work now, it's basically uh, walk in, kick my boots off. Hug my son, kiss him, and downstairs, <laughs> and I'm in the studio working. So, uh, it 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 really is good to be back on. And and the the best thing about it is that we're not just like looking into a topic that we love. No, 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 no. We're stepping into a whole world. Oh yeah, that is genuinely what I love about Star Wars the most. That I'm stepping into a whole world when I think about Star Wars. It, it's easy you know, to if do, you, yeah. It's easy to get lost in it. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. And if anybody ever feels that they are, I mean, I don't know, if, if anybody is getting told that this is childish, that this is not, you know, something that they should look into, guys, if you love it, do it. Because it's such a whole wide world. There's so much to love it. I love the Force. Other people love the heroes. Other people love, you know, the dynamic and the action in it. There's always something to love in this you know field in star wars please if you love it just look into it oh yeah you'll find something that 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 you love in it and and it will be our release for it together yeah no i i just love a good story and and that's what got me into a lot of this you know and i just i just I i want a good story to take up my time i just i've always been that way so luckily we've got quite a bit to talk about this week though uh, before nice. we start getting into all of the content that's coming out and everything like that, I wanted to let you guys know we have got full reaction videos on our Patreon uh, account. It's patreon.com slash 1138productions. Uh, I think I've got the last episode I still need to put up. I've got it done. I just need to upload it. Uh, that should be uploaded before this episode airs on Saturday. Uh, but head over there if you want to support the podcast at all or either of the podcasts, not just Star Wars Canon Podcast, but Marvel Cast also. Those guys are doing a good job over there. 
and uh, show your support there. I'd really, really appreciate it. So, uh, also wanted to talk about 1138productions.com. Uh, and I can't talk about that without answering another question that I got. So, I got asked what happened with the Star Wars Canon Library mobile app. And I haven't really given an official explanation. I've kind of thrown out what kind of happened, but I haven't really given a full explanation, an official explanation on it yet. Uh, so I figured I'd take the opportunity real quick before we get going on this episode as to what happened to that mobile app. So for those of you that don't know, uh, what was it, a year and a half ago, Usif, two years ago? Uh, yeah. I started yeah. working on a mobile app for uh, Canon material. Kept everything in chronological order. There were links to purchase everything, cover art for everything. A link to this podcast was on there. There was a community page. There were some other things on there as well. And uh, I finally got it built. It took, what, a year and a half to build? Finally got her built, got her out, and she started going. And for, for those of you who've never built a mobile app or haven't looked into it, it's a very expensive process. Um, having to pay for server space and developer accounts for Google and Apple and, and all this. So the the platform I was using, I'm going to go ahead and call them out. I never wanted to before, but I'm going to go ahead and call them out. So I was using BuildFire to build my mobile app. Right. And uh, they up the pricing every three months. I was paying for the mobile app every three months quarterly and every three months the price was going up and up and up and up and I just I couldn't keep up with it. And so uh, not only did it get expensive, uh, we did end up getting a cease and desist letter from Lucasfilm talking about it and I ended up fighting it and beating it. I sent them a letter back saying, you know, I don't see how this is a problem. I'm not making any money off of this thing. I don't see how I'm using the IP inappropriately. And I got another letter back saying, even though they disagreed with me, they were going to drop it because, yeah, we don't agree with what you're saying, but you're not making any money off of it, so we can't really do much about it. Uh, it was a moot point because it ended up getting too expensive to keep going anyway, which is saddening because it was my baby. I loved that mobile app. I was so proud of it. Um, I, had, I had big plans for it. I really did. I was, it was I, really cool. It, loved I, it. I loved it. Um, and there was nothing like that out there yet. I mean, there was a couple people had made mobile apps, but they were, I don't want to talk crap on anybody else trying to do what I was doing, but they were incomplete or they only focused on certain parts of it or they were hard to navigate. You know what I mean? I don't want to talk badly about anybody that was trying to do the same thing. I mean, thing your I inspiration for doing this mobile app was the fact that you didn't see anyone else doing the same. Right. So that's Th fair. There was no mainstream app. Lucasfilm had never put anything out for it. So, uh, Not only Lucasfilm, but other fans as well. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. We I wanted to put something together for everybody that was very easy to use. And right. it was nice right. having right. the push right. notifications, like when new stuff was coming out, let people know new comic coming out on Wednesdays or a new novel on a Tuesday, you know. And it was nice to be able to do that. Um, right. But sadly, I no longer have it. So the mobile app ended up getting taken down completely. Build Fire and I got into an argument about it, and they deleted it. They completely deleted every bit of my code, everything. So it literally, it's not like sitting in a file folder on my computer anymore. It literally no longer exists. Physically, spiritually, it's gone. <laughs> like, it's, it's just dead. Um, so I took the opportunity to kind of step back and I was bummed. I was so bummed about it. And I started thinking about it and I decided that not only was it easier to build, but it was cheaper as well just to do a website. Um, so I sat down and started building 1138productions.com, which is now live. You guys can go there, listen to this podcast on that website. You can check out our YouTube videos there. I've got the Canon timeline on there now, color coded, completely updated, um, there's some about section about all the hosts for everybody for 1138 on there. 
I'm working on a Legends timeline to put on there as well. Uh, I got actually one of the emails I got told me because I put on Facebook the other day. I was working on a Legends one also. I got an email saying, if you do that, you're going to be on everybody's Christmas card list. <laughs> like, if you have canon and Legends timelines, everybody's going to love you. So I'm, I'm working on the Legends. And uh, Steven and JG, I'm, I've been talking to them about do, also doing a Marvel uh cinematic universe timeline with all the tv shows and and everything like that so it's going to be interesting but 1138productions.com you is and up. i will probably be doing an assassin's creed timeline. and we we have talked we're going because yeah because i was talking to a buddy of mine i was talking to my buddy tommy and mm-hmm. he was telling me i need to do more than just star wars and marvel he was bringing up star trek and assassin's creed and mass effect and halo was the other nice. one he brought up and nice, i'm like nice holy nice. crap yeah. dude like this is possible but you know how hard it's going to be to keep up like once we start all these of timelines we have to stay on hard. top it, of it, all of it's them immensely hard it's it, yeah immensely hard. Right. um so i and and the star trek you know i'm not a trekkie by any means but with Star Trek, you start breaking down into the prime timeline, and you've got the Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. Like it starts mm-hmm. to get really convoluted. So some of those would be really tough to do. But damn, if you could put them on the website, that'd be cool. Um, and I was like, well, I'll I'll talk to the guys and see what they say. So yeah, we're we're talking about doing some some other timelines and stuff as well. Um, basically, because mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. complete the canon one is. But uh, that's what happened with the uh, Star Wars Canon Library mobile app. It just came down to funding. Um, but the thing is. I've set up 1138productions.com, the mobile version of it, as you can save it to your homepage on your phone, and it still works as an online app. So I've got it on my homepage on my phone where it just says 1138productions.com, and I click on that, and it's basically the mobile app. So it's I have a lot more control over it. I can build what I want to build into the website. With BuildFire, I was very limited with the features that I had. Uh, you had to like upgrade packages another four hundred dollars every three months just to have an extra couple features. Like it was ridiculous. So this way we own eleven thirty eight productions dot com. The website's very easy to maintain, uh, and, and I think it's a lot more rewarding. I think it looks a lot better on a screen too, to be honest. So that is what happened with the mobile app. Yes, I was bummed about it, but it ended up being better in the long run. I think with with having the website and now we can actually put the podcast on there and put the content we want on there because with google the other thing is google um i had to buy a developer's account for that and then same thing with uh, apple and google had their own rules about what could and couldn't be on there and apple had their own rules about what could and couldn't be on there so i had two sets of rules that i had to follow so it really limited me on what i could put on a mobile app on a website it's basically free game whatever i mean everything goes you know so that's what happened. Um, I know a lot of people donated to the mobile app. Um, I did put out, if anybody wanted a refund on that donation, to email me and let me know. I got no problem reimbursing you for that. Um, a lot of people that I talked to said, don't worry about it. Put it towards the website. So that is what's happened. I've, I've put it towards the website to get it back to where it was now. So if you guys did donate for the Star Wars Canon Library mobile app and you're wanting that donation back, I got no problem with that. Send me an email. Uh, at Star Wars Canon Podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to 1138productions.com slash contact, and you can send me a message there. I'll get it, and I'll, I'll get with you one-on-one, and uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. So not out to screw anybody, not out to, to, to hurt anybody. Um, Absolutely. I'm right. always, I always try to be fair as fair, you know. So anyway, now that I've talked about my dearly departed mobile app, uh, let's get on with some of this other stuff that we got, because I was starting to put show notes together tonight, and I did not. I, I didn't think it was going to be that big of an episode, and I didn't realize that we had this much to talk about. 
Um, it's been a hell a of it's been a hell of a week. Up. Yeah, it's been a lot. Um, so let's kick it off. Uh, something Richard J scared the crap out of me earlier in the chat when he <laughs> sent this when he sent this uh, story. Way, I, 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 um, I did not comment, but I felt exactly what you did. Yeah, the the tightening in the chest. I was like, right, no, right, right, how right. dare you, twenty twenty two. News which got shared, everyone, which just <laughs> simply, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the piece of news is. Uh, do you, you want to give like the final, the summary, or do you just want well, to, or, or, or would you like to surprise the viewers? So, well, so uh, Richard J sent a link right on the chat, and on my messenger, it just said uh, uh, he sent a link, and then he immediately sends a message in quotes that says nobody's ever really gone. And I was like, wait, what? So I click on it, and right above it, I see a picture of John Williams and breaking news, and I'm like, no, no, exactly. the man John is ninety. Williams, you no cannot do that really shit gone. to me. Done. Yeah, right, and I was so like, no, I'm not ready for this. I can't. Both of us just figured John Williams, the magical, amazing, legendary oh, composer, it hurts is just no sick. longer yeah. with us. That is what we thought, it right? It scared that is me. What we thought. I yeah. mean, that is, uh, what else do we expect? And the man is I, yeah. old as heck anyway, right? I, he's 90. It's time. Yeah, I exactly, physically, right? I physically felt my chest tighten. And then I saw as composing the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus <laughs> series. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I so, got I got so confused. I got so confused. I was happy, but I, I was, was too. Yeah, I was. I've never been so relieved in my life. And I was, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and, and, and good news on top of the relief, also. So, John Williams is not only composing the main theme for Obi Wan Kenobi, but he's also working on a Steven Spielberg movie right now, which I don't remember what the name of it was. And he's also going to score Indiana Jones Five. The man's a beast. He's the 90 years old and he's still going. He is a legend. John Williams is just the best. I uh, I didn't realize it until years later. Uh, my favorite film, believe it or not, Star Wars is my favorite like saga, right? But my favorite mm-hmm. movie of all time is actually The Patriot with Mel Gibson. I love oh, that movie so man. much. And I didn't realize, I should have known just from the sound of it, but I did oh, not man, realize that, that he composed that film that too. Film yeah. It's just so iconic with the trumpet. It's just so good. That movie's a masterpiece beginning to end. I just, yeah, I love it. So, um, but I didn't realize he had scored that film also. And after I realized it, I went back and listened. I'm like, holy crap, how did I never realize that? It's one of those things I felt like an idiot, but. John Williams is composing Obi-Wan. So on the 45th anniversary of Star Wars, not only are we getting the return of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but we're also getting a John Williams theme on top of it. Like I just, May 25th, cannot get here soon enough. I'm so happy about this. I can't wait. Usif. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say something. So, I mean, I remember way back, like before I was part of this podcast, you did an episode talking about your favorite um, theme and music themes um, in Star Wars. And I got so upset (laughs) internally because you did not include uh, John Williams' theme when um, not Duel of the Fates. It was something else entirely. It was um, the fight between Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh, did I not put it so in there? You, no, not not in your top five. You didn't. Not in your top oh. five. You had Yoda. Oh you, yeah, I you love had Yoda. Yoda and Clone Wars, which was which was fantastic. Yeah, and like I completely understood why you chose the ones you chose. But seriously, today <laughs> until this day, 
I have the John Williams, you know, the set in my head. It is just so damn good. And, you know, he he, he is iconic. The man is iconic. Because um, there's a big thing about music in general, right? So I'm I'm not, I I don't consider myself a musical person. Mm -hmm. As in, I can't hold an instrument. But if I hear something, I damn well sure... I know where that came from, right? Right. Because it carries so much sentiment with it. It's not just a track right. anymore. It, it it carries an event. It, it 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 illustrates something that happens. So when this man has a certain style and it has been the backdrop of such a big universe for such a long time, and then all of a sudden, I remember the first time when I found out that in Rogue One, John Williams would not be the composer for mm-hmm. that film. I was surprised as heck, and I was disappointed, and I was not happy, and I was not expecting anything good. And then I stepped into that movie, and I was like, oh, I didn't <laughs> need him. Now, the thing is that it's not like... He was doing a bad job, so someone else stepped in and did a good job. Not at all, right? You have to understand that it was more of a completion. It was more of a, well, it's time for other people to come in and step in and do this sort of thing. And uh, it's all about the feeling. The feeling. The feeling of what the mission is. The feeling of what the story carries. The feeling of what the characters mean and so on. And um, that's what he did, right? Because he... he, um, he was the composer for, for example, the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I heard Ray's theme, I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. It, whether or not you loved Ray, when you heard that theme, you were like, oh, wow, this is, this is an orchestral piece on its own. And, um, yeah, you, you just have to understand this from uh, on a sort of musical perspective it is so cool if you're a lord of the rings fan uh fan, oh i can listen to the hear, shire all night on, right, on a loop. right and you yeah. hear every single sort of different theme and then you go back to different universes and you hear the individual themes that define that universe from a musical perspective that is just so cool that is how you see how important john williams is so yeah so um mr miller what you know, is the most important thing about John Williams returning? Uh, well, the the score of something, when you, you were talking about how much emotional weight that it can carry. Um, right. a, a great example, a very recent example, actually, is uh, episode six of Book of Boba Fett, when Luke is uh, running with Grogu on his back. And he climbs those mm-hmm. bamboo sticks, and he gets up and he says, feel the right. force, and you hear the force theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. It brought a whole other level to that, where I'm getting chills thinking about it, where... It's almost the score is almost a character in the film in and of itself, um, and it it really not if if you shoot a scene right with no music and you still you you can still relay that emotion, but the but the score when you get the right score with it that just takes it to an entirely new level. And it, I mean, a good score I get goosebumps when I hear like you like you said Lord of the Rings when I hear some of the music in that I get goosebumps. Um, and, and same thing with like the force theme 
in Star Wars, I get goosebumps. You know the, you know when he the the twin sons yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's yeah. staring at the twin sons that that force that I absolutely love that. And then you were talking about Ray's theme, how you know whether you like the character or not, that still is Ray's theme. Uh, when you right, hear that music, you right, think right, Ray. Right. When you hear you know the Imperial March, you think of Vader. When you hear Yoda's theme, I I love Yoda's theme. I and Leia's yeah, Yoda's yeah. theme and Leia's theme are two of the greatest pieces I've ever heard and. You automatically identify those characters by those tunes, and that says a lot about a composer to be able to identify to, to to latch a piece of music onto a character to where you see it or when you hear it, you automatically see that that character in your head. So I'm ecstatic that John Williams is coming back. I, I the man's a powerhouse. I mean, the man's earned his retirement how many times over, and he's still going. I mean, you're. this is the definition of do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. The man loves to do this, and he's still going. I can't, I can't wait. So I was already looking forward to Obi-Wan, but this is just going to add a whole new level to it. So John Williams fantastic. is composing Obi-Wan. I, I, I think that if he was uh, you know, alive for a certain purpose, it this would have is been it. just to cap off. The yeah, don't don't say that. Don't theory. say that. I don't even want to think about that. I know that. I'm cruel. Well, I'm, I'm getting sorry, that chest tightening again. Like, to hear it. <laughs> my chest is tightening again just thinking about it. I'm not ready. So no, no, Jay, I, I don't mean that. Of so, course, I mean that is very cruel of me to say. But no, you, speaking, no, I get it. It just the um, th- this this just makes Obi Wan Kenobi series even better for me. Oh genuinely. yeah, like, absolutely. So on, a, on a genuine, on a real perspective. So we're all all waiting for this series for Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, and um, for uh, for for us to know to know for sure that he is going to be scoring this. Mm-hmm. Um, on on a on a very large scale, on a very large scale, right? I mean, I've seen uh, directors come back and say, "Well, I have a good relationship with certain uh, composer." And I spoke to him about what the mission and the story was. Let's say, you know, Interstellar with Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah. So, so the director basically told Hans Zimmer what the story was about. And he had nothing. He, he didn't tell him about space. He didn't tell him about anything. He told him it was about the relationship between the father and his daughter. And he was going through a saga. And the father feels like he let his daughter down. And everybody felt like, his, he, you know, he left. He, he 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 basically left her and then came back to sort of work it out on his own mission. Right. So then Hans Zimmer had just a piece of the score out and then the director came back and was like, Well, I guess I better go on and finish the movie now. <laughs> that was how good the composer was. That yeah. he he had the, the soul and the feeling in it. And that I'm sure John Williams has done with this show. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is how serious I feel about it because he not only does he know Star Wars, he he has it from before, mm-hmm. but he more importantly knows the feelings of every character. Right. He's composed different, you know. He he's composed the main themes for every different scene, for every different feeling, and now that he's reaching beyond and getting the theme from the old world of a certain character mm-hmm. and pushing it now into what is going to be not a sequel, what is going to be a culmination. Yeah. 
I can't wait for that. I, I'm hoping that this is what it is. I'm hoping that for him, this is a culmination. It's not just, oh, so this is another part of the Obi-Wan story. No, no, no. I'm hoping that he sees this the way I see it. Brings it full circle. And that it's, uh, yes, yes. And that is more of a, uh, okay, so this is where Obi-Wan sort of, we get to see this as a culmination of Obi-Wan's time, not just as a Jedi, but as a hermit, but as, you know, uh, a, a potential father, you know, because he is a potential father figure or an older brother figure for Anakin, and he is a potential father figure for Luke, even though he doesn't even exercise it at all, but he's still going through his own story, so he's a potential sort of, you know, uh, uh, journeyman as well. It is just so cool. I can't wait to see what they come up with. I just can't wait. Especially with John Williams on board. Ah, man, this is just so cool. Oh, yeah. So, Jay, uh, when you listen to this, just know you gave me a heart attack. and uh, <laughs> But you instantly, like, you gave me a heart attack, but at the same time gave me the greatest news that I got all day. So, uh, yeah, John Williams is composing Obi-Wan. Very awesome. Uh, so, we've got some new canon uh, material to talk about. Actually, quite a bit of canon material to talk about. I want to talk about the most recent one that came out today first. Uh, it kind of, it kind of, uh, well, I shouldn't say it kind of, it really pertains to what we do here at the Star Wars Canon Podcast. Uh, Lucasfilm Publishing has announced that, uh, it's not Lucasfilm Publishing, it's DK, I'm sorry, DK Books. They're coming out with a reference book called Star Wars Timelines. Uh, it's due out in November of this year. And uh, it's basically the entire chronological timeline of everything so far. Movies, TV shows, comics, books, games, everything. So this is a book I have to get my hands on. I've got to know. I'm going to compare my timeline against it. And I think this is going to be one of those um, books that when you open it up, it's got like the timelines laid out so you just keep folding pages out of it. And it's got this massive timeline because it's supposed to be a visual thing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this thing, uh, and, and like I said, I really, I really want to compare it to what I've put together just to see how accurate it is. Um, and I'm not usually one on reference books. You, if anybody who's listened to the podcast long enough knows, reference material is not something that I usually get to add to my collection. So, uh, Usuf, what are you thinking of this this timelines book, and uh, what what are you hoping to uh, to get out of it? Uh, I'm hoping. I mean, for. Um... I mean, honestly, I'm hoping to get, firstly, some closure off of uh, all the different items and uh, the timeline. As you just said, like, it's uh, it's more of a visual item. And that is what a timeline, hopefully, is supposed to be, right? So, you know, just like a visual specimen of what we should be looking at. And um, But what I'm hoping to see is, you know, everything that we... Are talking about the 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 comics, the movies, the films, the um, and the novels and the show and the shows and everything because we've been working on that. So that's what our um, our website has been doing, and that's what we've been looking at as a timeline. We've been we've been doing that because we need it because Star Wars fans need that. So there's so much content coming out. We need to know what comes where. And, oh, um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not just so that is it. I'm and I'm not sure that this is going to answer that whole debacle, but I'm still looking forward to it because it will definitely be a piece of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and it's not just figuring out where everything goes, because there's a lot of things like when I made the timeline for 1138productions.com, 
there are a lot. I mean, there there's a, a a huge number of entries in canon that overlap with each other, and it's hard to kind of place them on the timeline once in a while. Like Lost Stars encompasses like twenty years. So or I, I don't think I want to say it's twenty years. I think it actually is like twenty years. So yeah, 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 there's yeah, only yeah, like one place right. you can if, put it I mean, on the timeline. If it wasn't twenty years, it would have been at least ten to fifteen years. Yeah, so something like, like I mean, that. So, yeah. and, and you know, a lot of these comics are you know crossing over with each other and crossover events stuff. But there's times where uh, novels are crossing over. Like uh, you were talking about before we started recording, you're going to read the Thrawn trilogy. Um, Thrawn alliances and Thrawn treason happen during the Rebel series. There's there's a break in Rebels where Thrawn disappears for a few episodes, and that's where one of the books is taking place. And then he comes back. Then he disappears for a few episodes. That's where the second book is taking place. And it's like, oh, so placing them on a timeline is one thing, but I want to see it laid out like this, where see how everything overlaps with each other and, and what was happening during certain events and certain pieces of canon. I'm really looking forward to this thing. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel a little territorial. Where I'm just like, mm, I've been doing this for how long? And it took five authors to put this thing together. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. So I think it's going to be a great tool for everybody. I think fans need something like this to put everything together. Now, what I'm wondering now is when they come out with this this November, are they going to be doing a yearly edition where it adds everything that came out over the last year? Because you can't just magically add stuff to a book. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's going to have to be one of those things where they just they keep coming out with a, an annual edition, kind of like the encyclopedia. Every year they come out with you know an updated version. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what do you think, Yusuf? You think they're going to come out with? I mean, it, it only makes sense that this would end up being a a yearly thing, right? Um, yeah, but um, that is if it was a complete sort of timeline mm-hmm. of um of uh of content i i don't think that that's what this is going to be if i had to if i had to really bank on it i'd say that this was just going to be a sort of uh basic basic sort of timeline um something that was going to be a one time thing just to be like oh so this is what this and this and so and so you know this is this is where the novels are at and that's that and then we can use that template to sort of add on to it but gotcha. um, in terms of disney or or lucasfilm actually putting out a timeline i don't think they would because for that kind of company to bring out any sort of content you know it has to it ha- um, basically they would never release something that could be criticized and they don't want to be criticized for them being having a lot of content with like oh this is behind this and this is after this and this is behind this I, I know that this is something that we love, but they see this aspect of it as something that could be criticized. I get something what you're saying. Something that can be like, yeah. Kind of like, that, oh, see, see, this is a bit complicated because so-and-so. Oh, okay. So, therefore, you guys have a complicated franchise. So, that's what they're worried about. Whereas, personally, I'm like, well, I mean, you got, you have a lot of content and this is an amazing story. Yeah, it has loops and holes. So, you got to jump around here and understand this and understand that. So does Avengers. So mm-hmm. does Marvel. So does everything else. We'll see so with does Star Wars. With Marvel, though, I remember they did mess up their timeline uh, with Spider Man yeah, yeah, Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. Because they, they put the wrong time period at the beginning of the movie. I remember that. Because um, everybody's like, well, now that doesn't match up with. 
this, and then you know that kind of throws it, this it's, off. It's difficult. It's, it, difficult it's very difficult. It is a, a pain story. in the yeah. ass to put. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love doing it, but this is a pain in the ass to put together and to keep it and to keep it I updated agree. on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah, and, and reading it all on top of it, it, it really is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I love doing it. I Like I said, this is I my mean, stress for, relief. For this reason, but I it's don't tough, that, yeah. I, for this reason, I don't think that they're going to be releasing such a definitive, amazing sort of um, timeline that that's, that, that's going to be like an annual edition or anything like that. I just don't think they'll do it. I, I would love to think that, that they could do it, so only time will tell. Right. But I think uh, what what I think they will do it's just a one-time sort of thing where it's like a, you know, um, a graph or, or, or a one-line sort of thing where they explain, explain, explain. This comes first. This comes second. This is where this happens. This is where this happens. This, this is where these characters come into play, and this char- and they will release alongside it a specific sort of set of series or a book mm. or um, you know they'll show where each of their major novels line up. So they can define this series of novels. You know, the aftermath comes here. The throne comes here. Lost Stars comes here. This comes here. They'll sort of place those specific novels which they have as highlights. That's what I think they would do. Simply because they want to move on, right? So they are basically in this part of their career looking into the publishing side. So... For, in order for them to clear the publishing side, they have to know and be clear on where each book is placed mm-hmm. because that's how books work, right? Yeah, so that's what I think they'll do um, on the whole. Fair enough. Well, that is due out in November, man. So I'm, I've, I'm definitely going to pick it up, though, because I think doing what we do here, I think this would be a great tool for us to have because – Maybe we're dead wrong on something. Maybe, maybe because when I was putting the timeline together, there were there are things that I was like, well, I don't know where this goes. Like, for example, like myths and fables. It's a collection of short stories and dark legends. Those are in universe myths. They're not like actual canon stories, and they don't say exactly where they take place. You can kind of gauge like where they would take place based off what's going on in it, but they don't come out and say this happens here, this happens here, this happens here. And I, so on my timeline, I just put, you know, down at the very bottom, these stories are just in-universe myths. Don't exactly know where they go, but these are stories that somebody inside the universe could tell. I don't want to call them legends because then you start confusing this with the legends timeline. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I I just call them in-universe myths. But yeah, it'd be nice to kind of see where some of these land because there's some cool short stories that I'd like to know where they actually go. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this coming out. So uh moving on, we have finally got an announcement on the High Republic Phase 2 titles and I the other day I was kind of surprised to be reading this and and to see that they're going back another 150 years from the High Republic where we're at now. So the High Republic where we are now I think is 230 years back oh, I'm sorry, it's 200 years before Phantom Menace. So this is going back another 150 years, and they've announced the titles for the first three books and uh, the comic that we're going to be getting. So going even further back, right? Going even further back, right. So uh, before we move on with this, uh, there's a piece of news that I guess we didn't really talk about on the podcast. It happened during the 
uh, hiatus. Um, IDW, I don't know what the story is, but IDW is not going to be making Star Wars comics anymore. Um, I'm not losing any sleep over it. But apparently that license is moving over to Dark Horse, and I know that is some really good news for a lot of people because Dark Horse used to do all the comics for the Legend stuff. Excellent publisher. Dark Horse comics are just awesome. So we are moving back over to Dark Horse with with uh, High Republic come October. Uh, so let's let's go down some of these titles real quick. And and we don't know anything about any of these books. All we know is they're going back another 150 years. So we're going to be introduced to a whole new group of characters, you know, with a whole other thing going on that we've already gotten from the first High Republic. So the Del Rey novel that's going to be coming out, the first adult novel is called The High Republic Convergence. It's by Zareta Cordova. She wrote uh, A Crash of Fate, The Galaxy's Edge of Crash of Fate, and she's written some other things in High Republic, and she wrote some short stories for From a Certain Point of View. Uh, the next one is the kind of young adult reader. It's called The High Republic Path of Deceit. It's by Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland. The young reader is going to be The High Republic Quest for the Hidden City. George Mann is writing that one. He's the one that wrote Dark Legends and Myths and Fables, so really excited about that one. I love anything he touches. George Mann's an awesome writer. Um, we've got a Dark Horse original graphic novel coming by Daniel Jose Older, who wrote Last Shot. There's a Marvel series coming featuring Porter Angle by Charles Soule. Charles Soule is the writer for the, a lot of the Vader runs. Uh, but Porter Angle is a character in High Republic that is really interesting. Like, he's kind of an enigma, really. Uh, he's mentioned in Light of the Jedi, and you really don't see him a whole lot in the next few novels, but he's kind of a cool Jedi. Uh, High Republic, uh, the comic by Marvel, is getting a relaunch in October. Uh, and Kevin Scott's going to be heading that up. But the big comic that I'm really excited for is Dark Horse is doing a High Republic uh, series called Quest of the Jedi written by who I consider the queen of canon, Claudia Gray. Um, I've never seen Claudia Gray write comics before, uh, and, and I'm I'm really excited about this. Usuf, I, I know you haven't really dived into High Republic just yet. I know you haven't dove into it. Not dived. I'm an idiot. You haven't dove into it yet. Um, but... Like you, I'm trying to think of how to ask this without asking you something that I know you haven't read, <laughs> and, and it's hard to do. Um, well, like, what are these? Which are these kind of? I know we don't know anything about the novels, but like, which of the comics kind of piques your interest a little bit? Um, okay, if, so, if any of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be completely honest. I mean, the 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 comics that pique my interest at the moment, just off of that news. Uh, I'll have to base it off of the writers. Right. And just as you said, the Claudia Gray comics, I I've never seen or heard of Claudia Gray comics, so I'm going to be really interested in what Same. she has to to, to, to write into here. Um, you know, uh, if, if I had to say something here for the benefit of our readers, it would be if any of our readers has not yet read Higher Public, as have I not read, you know, I haven't dove into Higher Public at all yet. Don't fret. You got to just catch up, which is what I'm doing, right? I'm catching up to a certain level, and then we're going to dive straight into it. So it's okay. We're not behind. We are, we're going to get through this. You know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to catch up and dive straight into High Republic. But um, I, I'm really excited for the comic book series here because uh, there's so much to look into. Um, I'm I'm loving this. I'm loving the fact that there's so much coming. There's so much content coming out for different periods as well. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite thing about it, honestly. Um, 
it, it is difficult and I'm I'm worried about it because I am worried about being left behind. I'm serious. I've never felt this way about Star Wars before, <laughs> but I'm feeling it this way now. But um that being said, it, it is possible to, to 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 come back and conquer this, you know? And it's going to be fantastic. This is what I'm happy about. No matter what happens, it's going to be fantastic content. Every single title here and all of the stories coming out is all important. And it all, you know, it, it, it sort of expands the experience that I'm feeling with every character, with every story. And that is the best thing about it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What I'm looking forward to the most about this is I'm kind of... I'm kind of curious about it taking place 150 years before phase one. So that's kind of got me right, like, right. why, what are, why are we going back like that? Because the fallen star ended on such a note where you're like, mm. Oh my God, we're, we got to wait to find out what happens after that. So I'm, I'm assuming with this phase, they're going to go back and tell the prequel kind of what led up to this. And then when they come into phase three, they're going to go back and, and kind of like the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy, the way they kind of told them in that order. I feel like that's what they're doing here also. Um, so going back 150 years, a lot of these characters that we know and love now from High Republic, the ones that are <clears throat> still with us. They won't even we, have <laughs> Yeah, they won't yeah, even. They won't even have started their journeys yet. Yeah, yeah they exactly. They won't even have been born yet. So Yoda would still be there. Um, and and right. some of the aliens, yeah. depending on their lifespans, I think you could still get away with having a few of them there. Oh, this is, the, the, this is, this is an important note. How important is Yoda? In the High in Republic, the High Republic, current. he's been yeah. he's been mentioned a few times uh, in the novels. He hasn't. He's more in the comics than he is the novels. I don't even actually, mm. if I'm remembering, mm. I don't think he's even popped up in a novel yet. Physically, I, I know he was mentioned in Light of the Jedi. Um, but and when he is mentioned, he's mentioned as an important character, as an as as as, a normal character. as Master Yoda. He's just mentioned as Master Yoda. Um, right. So but in the master. comics, okay. in the comics though, he's still training younglings, like we saw in Episode Two. Um, but he's out on a star cruiser with younglings and they're kind of like real world learning, like real world experience. And he's got a, uh, an alien with him. And I, you guys don't yell at me cause I can't think of his species off the top of my head. The same species as Massimata as Grand Vizier Massimata blue, yeah. big horns. I can't think you guys are probably yelling at me, but I can't think of his species right now. Um, but his name is buckets of blood. That's actually his name is buckets of blood. And he refers to himself in the third person. So he always refers to himself as Buckets of Blood. So, And he's an awesome character. He's actually really cool. Um, but he's helping train this next generation of younglings. So that's what Yoda is out doing. So Yoda is more in the Star Wars adventures, like the Star Wars High Republic adventures comic, than anything else. Um, he's crossed over into a couple of other things, but that's mainly where Yoda lives right now in, in the High Republic material. Um, well, yeah, I mean, him and the Shagrians and whatever, or the... Uh, yeah, the yeah, or yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yes, that was it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's basically what he's doing now. Um, and and so, this, you're going to be seeing Yoda even younger now. I mean, he's another 150 years younger. And so, it's, it's interesting to kind of, and you know he's going to pop up. Like, he has to. You know he's going to pop up. Um, right. So it's I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to pull this off and introduce us to a whole new group of like human characters. You know, we're not going to have Avar Chris, we're not going to have Stellan Gios, we're not going to have uh, you know Elzar Man, we're not going to have these characters now. You know what I'm saying? So uh, no Barry Yagas. Like there's there's no other 
character that I can really think of that would be would have been alive 150 years before this. Porter Engel, I get why he's getting an, a comic run now because he's old enough he would have been alive back then. Um, so I'm excited to see him in his younger days, to be honest. But he was a really cool character in Light of the Jedi. So I'm excited for all of this. Um, not to not to uh, make you feel like you're getting left behind because I don't want you feeling like you're getting left behind, Yusuf. But I'm glad I'm caught up on all this stuff right now, so that when this starts right. coming out, I can go. Right. But I don't want I don't want you or anybody listening to feel like they're getting left behind if they haven't read High Republic yet. Um, this is something that High Republic is is a different breed of Star Wars writing, um, and it's a, nice. it's a different it's, it's because it's a new era and it's all these new characters. People who haven't started it yet, I don't want to say they're getting left behind. Um, if if it was stuff that you know happens during the Skywalker saga, maybe. But this is so far removed where you could go anytime now. The whole phase, the whole first phase is done. So at any point now, when you decide you want to get into High Republic, you've got an entire phase there to jump into and just dive in head first and really immerse yourself in that era. And you're not really in a rush. You know what I mean? So it, it, it it's kind of like watching a television show episode for episode, or you can wait until it's all over and then binge it. So I'm like, with these books, I'm episode by episode, but a lot of people could just come in and say, screw it, I haven't watched any of it yet, let's just start beginning to finish and just go through it. Um, so it, it's a different experience either way, whether you're catching it or whether you're reading it as it's coming out is one experience, and binging it all at the same time is a different experience. So, Usif, when you get through phase one of high Republic. I really want to sit down with you and we can do it on an episode and, and really nice. talk about your experience with high Republic compared to mine, having to wait in between all these books as they're coming out. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I really, really want to get I'm that perspective. Really, really looking forward to it, especially because I heard from uh, Steven and, um, and JG that, um, so I, I, I had mentioned earlier a lot that my favorite genuine thing about Star Wars is the Force. Mm-hmm. That is it. Like that is my it is my clearly defining factor, right? And um, I love I love a good baddie, but no matter what happens, the struggle, or the the objective, or the struggle, or the you know, the cause mm-hmm. is always tied to the epicenter of the story, which I love. In this case, being the Force, and you know it is just so prevalent and it's so dominant here in the high republic that is so cool in a different way to what our normal trilogies have have shown us so mm-hmm. uh Stephen and JG have talked to me so much about it i just can't wait to read it so i, I and um i haven't read it yet because i'm just waiting to Make sure that I'm caught up on what is existing, right? You know, in Star Wars, to make sure that I can sort of put this behind me and just jump into High Republic. Um, so I'm uh, well, hopefully, give... you know, before the next few months, let's say maybe my target is two months from now. I'll be jumping into High Republic. That is my target. I'm excited to hear what you have to think about it because uh, to nice. give you to give you just a little bit of an idea, this is going to be completely out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, because you're talking about the Force and stuff. Uh, there's there's talk during some of the novels because of something that's happening of the Force um, having an injury. There's an injury in the Force, so there's the force there's itself. there's there's talk of it where it's referred to as an injury in the Force. You're gonna love this. Okay. I you're if you're into the Force thing, they really wow. they really get into it. So um, 
And that's just in one novel in particular. I'm not even going to tell you which novel it is. But there's there's talk right. of something happens and the Jedi are questioning themselves like, and at one point it's referred to as an injury in the Force. So, or the Force suffered an injury. That's what it was. The Force has suffered an injury. So, you're, wow. yeah, it's it's really cool to get into. There's a lot there. And it really gets, it, it doesn't get into a lot of lore, but it writes a lot of lore. Um, so you're, I think you're really going to enjoy High Republic. And I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about it. Um, okay. And what your thoughts are on it. So High Republic Phase 2 is coming out. I think that's starting in October, I think is what they uh, said the release window nice. was for that. Nice, got time. Nice. So uh, it, you've got plenty of time. Yeah, you're going to, because I think with you, once you start High Republic, you're not going to be able to stop. Because I know you, and, and I, I've read these books, and I know how you're going <laughs> to cool, be. And cool, I think cool. you're just going to, I think it's going to be one of those things where you're just like, you. I'm going to tell you right now, make sure you've got yeah. the next one lined up before you finish the one you're on. <laughs> because right, you're not going right, to want to stop. Right. I guarantee it. Gotcha. All right. Uh, coming cool. out in August, uh, August 16th to be exact. This was just announced on Valentine's Day. How appropriate. The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis. This is going to be the story of Han and Leia's wedding on Endor. Um, this is something we haven't seen in canon. We've seen a reference to it, uh, but we haven't actually seen it play out yet. And what I'm worried about, and, and even though the article said it wasn't going to be this, I can't help but still worry. Uh, their honeymoon is on the Halcyon Star Cruiser, which is now the resort at Disney World. The Star Cruiser, you pay like $6,000, and you go spend three nights in this thing, and you're in character. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want it to turn into a commercial for that. And I know in the article it says we're, they're trying not to, but I know what yeah, I, I remember right, what they did right, with Galaxy's right, Edge. Right. I right. I still remember what they did with Galaxy's Edge where everything was just beating you over the head with Batu, Batu, mm. Black Spire, Black Spire, Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire, Batu, and I was just like, God, I get it. I, I you guys have a Disney park. I get it. Because that, because that entire like five month period where all that canon material was coming out was all advertisement and commercials. For, for Galaxy's Edge. They even did a five-issue run, like, dedicated to Galaxy's Edge, and I was just like, I get it. Like, I can't go. Rub it in my face a little bit more. Like, I get it. So I'm hoping this book isn't just a commercial for the resort, because I know they're doing a comic series for it, too, the Halcyon. Um, but I'm excited for it. It's Han and Leia's uh, uh, wedding, and we don't have a lot more. It's, it's nice to get more stories with Han and Leia. You know what I mean? Since we're moving away kind of from that era a little bit. What, what do you think, man? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to actually get some more stories. And um, especially that this is more, you know, we're filling out more um, stories which have only been, you know, we've heard of references to this kind of event and we're filling it out. We're going to get some more stories. But... Um, I mean, as you say, I hope it's just not more advertisements for what is already like existing, you know, uh, resorts or whatever. I, I think that this is going to be a, a really cool space to get some more content, mm -hmm. you know, to get some more like events, some more special events. Right. So Han and Leia, you know, getting married. This might have happened where, you know, Lando goes off and does this sort of thing to get them like, I don't like a certain bouquet of flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this uh, it, it might be really cool. It might be uh, a joke. It might be something chill. Uh, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what 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 goes on because it might be something uh, like a sort of snippet. It might be it might be like a 15 minute thing, but it feels like an hour because you're seeing it from different uh, from from different people's perspectives. 
So I'm I'm interested to see this kind of stuff because nothing like this is just going to be like an add-on to one of my favorite characters. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. It's just going to be like a sort of like expansion, like a sort of snippet, like a sort of add-on. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited for this kind of stuff. I'm always I'm always happy for like extra releases. Oh yeah. For you know the 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 classic characters, and they are. If correct me if I'm wrong, but they are the essentials, right? I mean, oh, they're the A team. Yeah, Luke, they're the A team. Uh, perhaps, of I mean, of course. I'm just I'm not just saying perhaps, but of course, Vader. You know, mm-hmm. th- there's a certain set of the OGs. Yeah. Yeah, the OGs, exactly. And, and we're going to have to call them the OGs, by the way. We're going to have to, yeah. because you know, Yeah, if, if we get into High Republic, if we get into sequel trilogy, if we get into other sorts of characters, we're going to have to be like, okay, so who's the core here which gets us really excited? Well, I mean, Thrawn might get us excited, but they're not core. Mandalorian right. might get us excited, but he's not core. You know, so on and so on. Tarkin gets me freaking excited, but he's not core. Do you know what I mean? Even though he was at the time of the OGs, but it's different. So yeah, you, uh, um, you. But I'm happy to to have that uh, oh, yeah. coming out soon. And uh, it was funny that they, re- you know, announced this on Valentine's Day. I thought they were just yeah. going to release it. I thought, I thought it was at first. I thought it was away. the release, but they they were just announcing it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just thought, you know, why, why don't you just give it to us? Like, why, why are you going <laughs> to yeah. say that it's going to come out? Why don't you just give it to us now, or at least give me like ten percent of it? And just like they normally do, they normally give us like a sort of preview, an which excerpt is a part from it, of yeah. the novel or a part of the comic or a part of something, and then you know this is what comes out later. Um, yeah, well, it's being written by Beth Revis, who wrote Rebel Rising, uh, the Jin Erso novel. Um, I don't know if you've read Rebel Rising yet. Unfortunately, not yet. Okay. No, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive too deep into okay. uh, Rogue One novels, but I am gonna read them for sure. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed Rebel Rising. I liked the way Beth Revis brought that character and kind of fleshed her out. You really see why Jen is the way she is in Rogue One. So I'm excited that Beth is is writing this one. And actually, she's written some other uh, short stories for like from a certain point of view and stuff. But I think this is her. I think this is only her second foray into a an actual novel proper. So uh, I'm excited for it. Um, it's due out on August 16th this year, and uh, you know we're getting this right after we're getting uh, Shadow of the Sith with Luke and Lando. So we're actually getting some more content this year with the OGs, and I'm 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 excited for it. We don't have a lot of Luke stuff. We don't have a lot of Han and Leia stuff in that time period. When I was putting the timeline together, I realized there's a nine year period there where there's nothing. There's nothing at all that happens in a nine year period on the canon timeline. So it, it'll be nice wow. to get some stuff that actually. To, to kind of flesh that area out a little bit. So uh, The Princess and the Scoundrel is due out on August 16th. Uh, one more thing to talk about before we get into mailbag questions. Uh, we we know Obi-Wan, the series, is coming in May, uh, but we are also getting an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, comic run. I don't know if this is going to be five or six issues. I'm assuming it's going to be five issues, like most of the self-titled runs. Uh, but we got a little bit of a synopsis for issue number one for this, and the Obi-Wan comic number one says... Uh, As he spends his final days in the remote deserts of Tatooine, Obi-Wan Kenobi takes time to reflect on and record key moments of a heroic life long lived. Writing in old leather-bound journals from his hermit's hut, Obi-Wan remembers his days as a young Jedi initiate, his trials as a Padawan, the crucible of Jedi knighthood and the Clone Wars, and some of the earliest challenges he faced as a true master of the Force. In 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 this tale, the first issue... 
Obi-Wan considers a watershed youngling adventure. He narrowly survived on Coruscant when he was but eight years old. This is just the beginning of his journey. So I'm assuming every issue of this is going to be another story of Obi-Wan progressively getting him closer and closer to where he's at on Tatooine right before the events of A New Hope. I'm excited for this. We're, we're going to have the first issue out for this uh, when the Obi-Wan series drops. So you think these are going to go hand in hand? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, either hand in hand or at least give us some more content to latch on to for uh, right. some sort of expansion or like um, a focal point, um, especially for this kind of character. It's really important to have like um, a rhythm. Mm-hmm. for them they always do this right so they they build up a certain series with a climax they build up a certain series with a climax so i, th- I think this is what's going to happen at this point it's nice to get some backstory on obi-wan also i mean we already know oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we already it, know it, a it, lot it, of obi-wan yeah. yeah but there's there's certain things because it actually talked about uh i think it was five different times they talked about his uh days as a young jedi initiate which i'm assuming is this first story when he's eight years of age his trials as a Padawan, the crucible of Jedi knighthood in the Clone Wars, and some of the earliest challenges he faces as a true master of the Force. So that's five different time periods right there. Um, I remember in Legends there was, I don't remember the name of the, the series, and I'm probably, I think it was Jedi Apprentice actually now that I think about it. And it was tales of Obi-Wan when he was growing up before Episode One with Qui-Gon as his master. Um, I remember reading some of those in school, but I'm assuming... A couple of these stories are going to be taking place during that time period. And those novels were legends. I don't know if I said that, but um, it's nice to actually get some legend stuff leading up to that and, and to really get into Obi-Wan. Because I remember saying, um, I think it was two episodes ago. or maybe, No, maybe it was the, I don't think it was an episode of the podcast. I think it was when the Obi-Wan announcement happened and I made I made a YouTube video talking about it. Uh, about it. Um, I said during that video, I really wanted a deep character study on Obi-Wan. Because he's a fascinating character. He's one of the most complex characters in Star Wars. He is one of the most complex. And he's he's been through some shit. I mean, he this guy went through everything that you could possibly throw at him. He watched his master die in his arms. He He lost his best friend to the Sith. If I had to choose one character, he is my favorite character. He he watched Satine die. And, you know, his, his arch nemesis that killed his master came back. And he, I mean, and he never broke. He never once broke. He walked yeah. the path of the Jedi the entire oh, yeah. time. And I oh, wanted he, he, I wanted a deep character just study not on him. Break. At the end of the so-claimed main story arc of his character, he had to face his favorite own brother, yeah. his younger brother. His dad. failure. He had Holy to face his crap. failure. Yeah. And Holy crap. And exactly. so between this comic and the series, I'm wanting a deep like character dive expose on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he, like I said, he's already complex. We've already seen everything he's been through, but to see some new stuff that we've never seen, especially with the Obi-Wan series, I cannot wait to see the episode where he finds out, because I I really hope it's in the series when he finds out that Anakin is still alive because he left him for dead on Mustafar. I, I think he left him for dead. He just couldn't be the one to finish him. I think he spent years thinking that Anakin died on that riverbank. And when he find, because I, I want to see him find out that he's still alive and that Vader is still around kicking, I think that's going to be a blood chilling episode. And to see him go through that on top of everything else that he's already gone through. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I this is going to be 
an emotional series. And then this comic is just going to be a good, I think it's going to be a really good companion with that series, just telling these other stories leading up to why he is the way he is. So I'm, I'm, I, the fact that we're getting all this Obi-Wan content is just, I, I, I'm so excited. Like my heart is singing right now. Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters. Yoda is my favorite Star Wars character. No, um, no, Obi-Wan is my favorite. And, and Obi-Wan is like a close second for me. Like he is, is such a good character. Um, and, and you, and the fact that you and McGregor has, breathe new life into that character with the prequels and now he's going to get a chance to do it again um hands yeah down. exactly we're 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 we are getting him at his literal sort of you know this this is this is the last time we're going to get him at his best isn't yeah it? yeah so i'm yeah i've never been more excited for anything and, and i'm usually i'm not usually i don't look forward to like five issue runs that are coming out because I know Han Solo and Chewbacca is getting a five issue run here before long. I don't usually look forward to the self titled five issue runs. This one I'm really looking forward to. I'm really excited about this one. So uh, that is due out uh, in May. That I don't think we have an actual release date, do we? Or we do. Issue one is May 10th. We do. Yeah, May 10th. Yeah, I'm completely. It's two weeks to the day. Is that right? Yeah. No, almost two weeks to the day before uh, the first uh, episode of obi-wan so looking forward to that cannot wait guys let's get into some mailback questions we only got time for a couple we're already going over an hour uh but i think we got a good a couple of really good questions this week uh before we get into them how do you get a question on the star wars canon podcast it's very easy you can email us at star wars canon podcast at gmail.com or you can visit 1138productions.com slash contact uh, you can type in your question there. Make sure to put in your name, what show you want it to go to. And it's not just for uh, Star Wars Canon Podcast. You can also send a question to Marvel Cast Podcast if you guys want. I'm sure those guys would love to, to get some mailback questions over there. So uh, you guys can go through and send your questions that way. I go through and pick out a couple each week. And Usuf and I were talking before uh, before we started recording. You guys are sending in some really good questions. And it's really hard to go through and just pick out a couple uh, to to. Uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Please send in your questions Please no matter do. what. We will get to them. We will, yeah. And and Usuf and I have even talked about doing special mailbag episodes where we just kind of go through and uh, kind of get yeah, caught up on mailbag questions. Yeah, yet, we, we save them if, genuinely. We love them. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, I was telling Usuf before this, if a big piece of news drops at some point, usually there's, you know, seven or eight mailbag questions that are all – that same topic. And, and so you kind of got to go through and just pick one out to use for that topic. So, right. um, so if you guys send in a mailback question and it has nothing to do with like the actual events going on in news or new material coming out, you've got a better chance of getting it on the show, uh, of having it stand out a little bit. So keep that in mind when you're sending in your questions, but we got a couple of really good questions this week. I'm, re- I'm excited to get into these. Uh, so let's just jump right into this. You ready, Yusuf? Yep, yep. All right. Let's go. First question this week comes from Aaron Turner. And Aaron writes and says, Do you consider deleted scenes canon? My dad and I are fighting about it, and we agreed that you guys should be the deciding vote. May the force be with you. Thanks for the question, Aaron. No pressure, right? No pressure at all, man. I, and he didn't even tell us who was on which side, which uh, <laughs> I we, we have to be completely uh, objective here. So, uh, Usuf, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I, I don't want to, but I'll, I'll <laughs> <wait>. So, <laughs> so, uh, 
So the thing is, right? Do you consider the lead scenes canon? My genuine answer is yes, they are canon. Here's the thing. Deleted scenes are scenes that were written for a certain sort, uh, uh, um, for a certain story. And they were in the story, in the film, or in the series. And just because they weren't aired doesn't mean that they're not part of the storytelling experience. This is the face value of it that I have. If I dive a little bit deeper and say, for example, for example, like it, it, this is off the top of my head, this is completely hypothetical. Yoda might have told Luke, you know, something about uh, um, an exercise for, you know, sensing the force throughout the forest. But a deleted scene might have been, oh, there's a, a snake or a sort of animal speaking to Luke beyond the forest and something didn't sort of connect well. So he has to, Yoda has to go back and sort of re-explain that again and again and again. That doesn't mean that that didn't happen if it's, if it's a delete scene. It just means that it didn't get shown right then and there. Does that make sense? So a delete scene, in my opinion, is, is therefore still part of the story, just not shown. That's my opinion on the matter. This is my opinion. Yeah, right. that's, that's all we can do, yeah, because we don't have a definitive answer on deleted scenes. Um, now, see, the only the only way I could get an answer is if we have had the deleted scenes either shown or canceled before, and we'd see a trend, because that trend would then sort of confirm it. Um, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I See, I, and I, I don't want to – I don't fully disagree with you. Um, my – my outlook is is more of this. There are deleted scenes that uh, make it into like novelizations and comic books, and, and th- which right. makes those canon. Uh, there are some deleted scenes that I don't personally consider canon. Um, well, here here's a good example. So, um, Ray's third lesson in the Last Jedi. Right. I think this right. is a great example. We never saw that that scene exactly. in the film. Yes. It yes. was shot, and it was on the Blu-ray. It's on Disney Plus. You can watch it. Exactly, and, uh, and that doesn't mean that, that that didn't happen. Right? But it's in the novel. In the novelization, that scene happened, and the novels are canon. So, I assume, and I I, I look at that scene as canon. All right, uh, even though we didn't see it in the film, I I consider that that scene canon. Um, there, my favorite deleted scene of all time out of any Star Wars movie ever is in The Empire Strikes Back, and it's during the Battle of Hoth where Han and Leia are running through the hallways trying to escape the Empire, and 3PO's chasing them. There's a door that 3PO walks past, and you can see it for a second in the, in the official film, or in the theatrical film, where it's got like a yellow and red label on it. And there's this whole side story of a Wampas being rounded up and kept in a certain room on Echo Base because of how dangerous they were. And that was the room that they were in. And 3PO, in the deleted scene, tears the label off that door and runs... And the stormtroopers come and open the door, and a wampa reaches out and grabs the stormtrooper, pulls it in, and the door shuts. And then Vader walks up and just stares at the door and walks away. My, that's my favorite deleted scene of all time. It never happened in the films. There's an IDW Star Wars Adventures comic that that scene is in now, which makes it canon. So that did happen right there at that point. We just didn't see it happen. I'm of the mindset, if, they, if they're not in the film they didn't happen until we see them somewhere else. 
and, and unless they pop up in a novel or a comic book somewhere. Right. I, I'm of the mindset they didn't they're not canon until we see them somewhere else. You know, um the novels are a great example for that. There's there's a lot of deleted scenes. Force Awakens had a lot of deleted scenes. A lot. And almost all of them are in the novel. Um but then you start looking at stuff like some of the deleted scenes from The Force Awakens they used for episode nine. So like a lot of the Leia stuff, because you know, uh, we we don't have Carrie Fisher anymore, rest in peace. And she we, she didn't get to film episode nine. So in order to do that, they had to take deleted scenes from episode seven and reconfigure them into scenes for episode nine. That means those scenes did not happen in episode seven. Now they couldn't have the same thing didn't happen a year apart. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and the same dialogue and and some of the things she said during those those um, deleted scenes. I don't consider those canon anymore because now they happen during episode nine, those those lines of dialogue. It's like we were talking before we recorded, Usuf. My opinion is it's a case-by-case. Case. Um, you just have to look at each one individually. It's it's not like you can say all deleted scenes are canon or no deleted scenes are canon. I think it's a point-by-point a point case where you got to look at this one and say, okay, well, is it anywhere in canon? Nope, not canon for right now. Oh, this one popped up in a comic? Then that happened. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of my mindset on it. Right, 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 right. Um, but we don't have a definitive answer on that. I mean, I mean, I wish we did. Um, I think somebody, if I'm not mistaken, I think it might have been Pablo Hidalgo did come out and said he considers him canon. But I don't think that's like an actor coming out and saying, well, this is what happened with my character. Well, you're not in a position. I mean, Pablo Hidalgo is in the story group, but um, I don't think he's officially come out and said that they were canon. Did he? How about this? How about this? In order for us to answer Aaron Turner, let's at least speak about the deleted scenes for the films, right? Mm -hmm. So for the films, we get deleted scenes like, um, you know, uh, Han Solo having some extended dialogue uh, with uh, with Jabba, um, you know, there's there's basic stuff that we can see, right? Which is never ever going to be challenged. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it for me canon. Like this stuff is not going to be, you know, oh that didn't happen. Well, it's it's already been acted, right? right. So it's fine. Do you well, know what I mean? Okay, well here here's an example. Um so I think I think this is a, a really good example for why I don't consider them canon until we see it somewhere else. Um, okay. Episode three. There's a scene, mm -hmm. there's a deleted scene where General Grievous kills Shock T. Right. Shock T has got oh. three different death scenes. Like, so I don't and and, and she I, I don't see how the deleted which scene. Which one of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is it? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you can't like. It's it, I don't I don't like the words head cannon. I hate the words head cannon uh, because mm -hmm. it's people picking you know their their own version of what happens. I get it. I I get where people are coming from, but I don't like to. I don't like having head cannon. I'm a, like, I'm an I'm a very um, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm very OCD. When it comes to, okay, did this happen or not? Like, so I really need to know, like, what is canon and what isn't. So with, like, Shock T's death, I'm like, oh, crap. I don't want to consider that scene canon now because she died somewhere else also. You know? So it's, like I said, it's a case-by-case -case basis. And and so 
I think you have to look at each one individually. I, I, I think that's the official answer, to be honest. I don't, I don't want to be arrogant and say I have the official answer, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, that's the only thing I can think of to, to explain it. So, um, yeah, I hope we, uh, I hope we fix that argument between your, you and your dad. Don't get mad at your dad for too long. Just saying. <laughs> it's nothing to be mad about. The man's older. He is. More. He's wiser. He knows. I wish I could still go back and tell my dad. I wish I could apologize to my dad for a lot of shit. Uh, right. But, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't fight about it. I'm assuming you guys aren't fighting. I'm assuming you guys are debating. So uh, keep it friendly debate. Keep it civil. So uh, thanks for the question, though, Aaron. Thanks for being a listener, brother. Do appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, and the last question this week didn't have a na- an actual name on it. It was signed Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. So they threw in a little of the office reference there, which I appreciate. <laughs> I love the office. So uh, Bob Vance from Vance Same. Refrigeration uh, writes in and says, At what point do you think we'll start to see more Legends content? I loved the old books and wish they would keep publishing them. I understand your channel keeps up on canon stuff. But would you ever consider doing a Star Wars Legends podcast? Just wanted to plant the seed for the idea. Keep being a positive influence on us fans. Thanks for the question, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Uh, so Legends stuff, we it's it's kind of an iffy subject for me because I think you and I talked uh, a couple weeks ago, Usuf, about how it's hard to read Legends stuff now because right. we yeah. it, it's hard to differentiate what happened and what didn't. Um, I... We are working on the Legends timeline for 1138productions.com, courtesy of Richard J. He put that sucker together for me like a year ago. So I'm going through now and, and getting it put into the website. So we are going to have the Legends timeline on there. Um, as far as the Legends content goes, I they technically they are still doing Legends content. Um, Star Wars Visions wasn't canon, so I consider that Legends. The Ronin novel that came out wasn't canon, so... I, that's Legends, even though it doesn't have a Legends banner on it. The Old Republic video game, the MMO, is still going. It's Legends. Um, they could come, uh, which they could come out tomorrow and say that's all canon, and it, it wouldn't affect anything. And then I'd have to go play 175 hours of Old Republic to know what was going on. Um, so I, I think we're still getting some Legends stuff, but yeah, I definitely, I don't see why we couldn't keep getting more. Um, as far as the Legends podcast. I, my hands are full with this one as it is, and with Legends, I think Usuf will agree with me on this, with Legends, there's only so much content, because they're not coming out with a lot of stuff right now, so when you got to a point where you've reviewed all of it, and you've talked about all of it, then where do you go? You know what I mean? So, don't get me wrong, there's years of content there, but Jay, Richard Jay is the, uh, he's the Legends guru of the group, so, uh, Usuf, have you read any of the Legends stuff at all? I mean, um, I don't think I've ever uh, asked you about that. Yeah, so the reason why you haven't asked me about this is because I have specifically said that I don't want to talk about this. But here's the thing. Fair enough. I, my my focus so far has been purely on canon. Right. Because, just as you said, there is years of stuff in Legends. And I don't want to get confused with stuff that doesn't contribute to the main story. Right. Okay. However, however, and this is a question that is that is poised in a very specific way from Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration <laughs> that, you know, the um, Bob has specifically asked, you know, uh, do you think you would like to see more Legends content? So 
there is a there is a specific separation between legends content and canon okay mm-hmm. so far we've been focusing on canon for a good reason this is canon this is what's going on this is what's supporting the stories this is what's supporting the events now personally do i want to see legends the answer is heck yeah because <laughs> On, on the one hand, even if it's not supporting the main stories or what I've seen, whether it's Luke, whether it's Leia, whether it's Asajj Ventress, whether it's uh, Clone Wars, whether it's whatever, I genuinely want to see it mm-hmm. because it provides, firstly, an alternate storyline. Secondly, um, just more content in the universe that I love. So, um, in general, Legends or an alternate event does not change the physics, does not change the sort of bio-infusion of a certain, you know, universe. Whatever it may be, if it's, if it's Lord of the Rings, if it's Star Wars, if it's Marvel, if it's whatever. Uh, for me, I would have loved, I mean, a, a year ago we did uh, a sort of trial of Luke Skywalker. And I mm, mentioned right. that in, in the Luke Skywalker of Legends, he was badass. He was what I wanted to see in canon. But I didn't see that in canon, so therefore I, I didn't even know that there was an all-powerful Luke sort of thing floating around somewhere, potentially. Because I didn't see that in canon. So how could I have seen Luke doing what I wanted him to see if, 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 if it didn't happen in canon? Well, basically, it happened in Legends. Mm-hmm. So if I had read Legends enough, I would have seen that it was possible. I may have been satiated in that and then been in canon. Oh, well, I see why... He was sort of struggled and, uh, you know, he was struggling because it's a normal storyline for a certain hero and so on and so forth. So perhaps my feelings would have subsided. You know what I mean? So right. so Legends does have this effect where you get to experience different aspects of a character which you may not have, may, may not have experienced otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand as well, Legends is so good that it, imagine if you saw... Cody, you know, coming back, sort of speaking to Obi-Wan on a certain level after the aftermath of Order 66, right? Mm-hmm. So this is just sort of, it's just something that could have happened. Right. So you get you, you, you get to you get to scratch that itch sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yes, the short answer, you know, I'm sorry this is not a short answer at all by any <laughs> means, but I mean <laughs> Bob Vance, I would love to have more legends content and i would be happy to have a sort of like uh a, a set of uh, videos which we would do weekly just to talk about legend stuff because that would just be in the star wars universe we'd right. like to talk about the events of perhaps having so and so happen or the comic book run of this legends thing happening between darth vader and obi-wan or so on and so forth it would just be so cool to have that happen or uh, Darth Malgus or doing something in the Legends, you know, sort of thing. And it would add more content to a universe that I love and it would create a space where we could discuss more and more about the possibilities of the physics of the universe. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm i not against doing a Legends segment on the podcast. I don't know if I want to do a full podcast for Legends, but I wouldn't be against doing a Legends segment where you know, once in a while, if you know, I, there's a gap in canon material coming out. I got time to sit down and power through a couple of paperbacks. Like, I don't see why we couldn't talk about them, you know. I, right. I definitely think they need to keep making Legends material because there's a market for it. 
there's an entire sect of fans that love legend stuff and that's what they grew up with they want more of it it's the people that really i don't want to say it's the people but, right right but yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah, the, i don't want to say the extremists either but they're they're mainly the ones that are saying they don't like how disney has taken over and said this is not canon anymore i grew up with those stories how can you tell me they didn't happen because you know and and i don't see why they can't continue those stories and i think like i said there's a market for it there's a group of people out there that would love to get into it if they started publishing more of it, I think it would get some people like you and I to sit down and go, well, they're still continuing those stories. Let's see what's so great about them and sit down and actually read them. I've only read a handful of Legend stuff. Um, Shadows of the Empire. I've read the Heir to the Empire trilogy with Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy. Um, and there's a there's a handful of others that I've read here. I loved Darksaber. Darksaber was such a cool uh, novel. It had nothing to do with the Darksaber in canon, but it was awesome basically um usuf what happened was the huts got their hands on the plans for the death star and this is well after return of the jedi and so they were like we're gonna build our own death star but we don't need all the extra crap we just want the cannon so they built this giant cannon in space (laughs) and so when it fired it looked like a dark lightsaber when it was firing so it was that's where the the name dark saber came from it was an awesome novel it was it was one of my favorites um and it was actually that was the novel that general madeen died in uh, so it was, it was a really good book. So there's some really good stuff in legends that I've read. Um, one of them that surprises people that I've never read is Darth Plagueis. I keep getting told I need to read Darth Plagueis. I've never read it. I've never read it. I, I loved the Darth Bane trilogy. If they came out tomorrow and said the Darth Bane trilogy is canon, it's going on the shelf. I don't care that trilogy. I, I love, I, I physically love that trilogy so much. Um, so I would, I wouldn't mind doing a segment on legend stuff for, for you guys out there that really love that. Um, I wouldn't, I'm going to say, I'm going to temper some expectations. Don't expect a full show on it. Like we do with Canon. Um, because there's just, I haven't got time. Like between my day job and being a dad and doing this, I I just don't have time. I barely have time to sit down and read the ones I do now, (laughs) you know? So um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't mind bringing a positive, uh, kind of outlook to some of those novels as well. Don't get me wrong. I know there's some really bad stuff in legends. There's some really bad stuff in Canon. I admit it. Um, but I wouldn't mind trying to be a positive influence on, uh, on legends fans also. So I saw once that there was a legends continuity sort of thing about, uh, general grievous mm-hmm. and how he, had attained certain lightsabers and that it was specifically legends and not canon because mm-hmm. uh, it was so detailed about uh, you know how he'd gotten the lightsabers which jedi and there was like a collection of at least like 50 lightsabers or something oh, that'd be cool see something like that it's just so cool and so off topic and so not norm i would just love to see it right genuinely. yeah i yeah. know i'm with you i there's um I mean, there's 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 a Legends novel that you know in Return of the Jedi uh, mm-hmm. when Luke is fighting the Rancor. I shouldn't say fighting the Rancor when he's running away from the Rancor, right? And right. he he goes to open the door <laughs> and he picks up the skull and throws it at the gate control. Mm-hmm. You, okay, so there's an entire novel based around the guy whose skull that belonged to. Oh no! Like way. that that entire the, from what I've heard, I don't know. I've never read it, but from what I've been told, there's a novel based around that guy. So. Uh, yeah, to to see stuff like that 
I think it'd be kind of neat. Um, but for the most part, I, I try to stick to Canon just because it's hard to differ. Cause like I said earlier, I'm very OCD. Is this Canon or is this not Canon? You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I think we should definitely try to at some point implement in a legends and it doesn't have to be a, a weekly thing. Maybe once a month we sit down and talk about, um, something in legends. I, cause I, like I said, there's a market out there and I get where everybody's coming from saying that they want more of it. I really do. Oh, so. and just in case, um, somebody doesn't know the answer to this particular thing. Um, Star Wars visions. It's not particularly Canon, is it? No, it is not. Um, exactly. Th- they came out and said so, that that is not. Yeah. So exactly. So so the fact that there has been recent content come out mm-hmm. from Disney, from Lucasfilm in recent years, in the last two years, which is not canon, shows that there is actually an appetite for it. And we're getting so a Star second Wars season Visions. of Visions. Exactly. 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 So Star Wars Visions, for anybody who doesn't know, um, uh, has come out and. It, it, it's absolutely it's absolutely brilliant okay you just oh it watch is it. it's amazing yeah you just watch it to take it in and this is a beautiful thing about legends you watch it to take it in you don't watch it to to calculate you don't watch it to be like oh is this happening oh what's ha- gonna happen next oh is this gonna tie in with a different event oh is this and that and that you just watch it to take it in you take it at at face value you just do right. just sort of read it in you just enjoy it enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it and this is a beautiful thing about Legends as well. So um, this is an amazing question for Bob Vance. Yeah. Thanks, Vance Refrigeration. It, it is. Um, we and would actually, love to have Vance Refrigeration, you know, sponsor the Star Wars Canon Podcast. <laughs> that's right. Out of the Dunder Mifflin like offices, have, yeah. You know, yeah. We would like to, you know, uh, no matter where you are in Pennsylvania or any state in the U.S., you know, Vance Refrigeration is always welcome. And look, there's there's one more thing I wanted to say about this canon non canon thing before we. Which, by the way, real quick, I looked up Ronan. It is not considered part of the mm-hmm. Star Wars continuity. Um, right, it's not. It's Ronan so, too. Right, Ronan, right. yeah. It says Ronan is abstract and philosophical and meditative. So it's basically its own universe. Like Ronan is its own entire Star Wars universe. Um, but what I was going to say about this canon non canon thing is, I got to ask a question one time about like the original theatrical versions of Star Wars compared to the special editions, to the DVDs, to the Blu-rays. Uh, and, and so the way I kind of look at it is the legends films are still the original theatrical releases where Han did shoot, you know, where Greedo didn't pop off a shot. That's legends. As far as I'm concerned, when you get into like the Disney plus versions and the Blu-rays, those are the Canon versions. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the way I look like when you, when you watch the theatrical versions of the classic trilogy, the original VHSs, you know, uh, or the laser disc, I got the laser discs around here from somewhere. That was a blink and it was gone the laser disc was but i've got them around here somewhere when you watch those like that han solo and that luke skywalker and that leia went on to fight thrawn after return of the jedi they went on to have the twins and and you know what i'm saying and luke went on to become billy badass like those are the films that i consider legends and then when you come to the blu-rays and the disney plus versions those are the han luke and leia that went on to fight the first order and you know that had been ben solo so that's kind of the way I differentiate those those also. So there's there's a lot of things you can look at in Legends that still exist. I mean, you can still watch the movies and know. It's not like the classic... Because I keep seeing people saying the sequel trilogy ruined the, the classic trilogy for me. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. If you want to sit there and, and think about how that Han, Luke, and Leia went on to fight Thrawn, go for it. 
You know what I mean? That, that's still available to you. Nobody's telling you how to think. They're just telling right. you what is legally canon and what isn't. So, uh, yeah, no, I it's it's a good question. I definitely want to see more canon stuff. So, thanks for the question, Bob. Do appreciate it. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us, man. We're at an hour and a half. That was a good episode. Real good episode. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you want to uh, throw into the mix before we sign off for the week? Honestly, I just want to have um, all of our uh, listeners try to message us. Tell us what you're looking for. Um, Brian, um, JG, and Steven and I are going to try to make sure that we bring out some more content at what everyone wants to listen to. So, for example, we would love to do a sort of little snippet about favorite lightsabers, favorite characters. Um, yeah, uh, so we'd love to hear from you what you want to hear. If you want to hear some more uh, story time, if you want to hear some more uh, history about certain things in Star Wars, uh, analysis of certain events, whether it was video games, whether it was characters uh, and arcs that relate between the video games and the movies, um, like Foreign Order, for example, or anything else. Please, please, please let us know in the comments. Uh, let us know in private emails. Just get in touch. You know how to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. I think next week we're going to be talking about some Star Wars villains and uh, nice. ranking them on how cool we think they're. Not how badass they are, but how cool. Because in canon, there's been some really cool villains that, oh, yeah. that never made it out of their own books, which is really heartbreaking because there's some really cool bad guys and we'll there. be posting that on our website which has been uh you know being updated regularly now thanks to you and your efforts oh no we're getting there we're getting there that's that's one of the biggest things too is trying to keep everything 1138productions.com right? yeah yep so uh if there's nothing else so hope you guys have a great week uh can't wait to talk to you guys next week about some more news coming out and hopefully we'll get something next week so until then guys this is brian anusov signing off and may the force be with you guys May the force be with you guys.